Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today, I want to talk to you about financial goals. Now, we are officially halfway through the year. What the fuck? I literally cannot wrap my head around the fact that we are in July. I'm like, I was, oh, this has just reminded me, my birthday's in October. I probably need to sort that out because this bitch is turning 30 and she wants to party. But like, how am I thinking about my birthday already? When I came into this year, I was like, oh my God, last year of my 20s, what the hell? And now I'm like, oh, literally last few months of my 20s. And It really got me thinking around like this idea of what I am creating for myself and where I view my life going. And like, I got very philosophical. Um, And I think when you run your own business, you, you think about how you could do anything. You're like, I could take this business anyway. I could, I can do anything with it, which is so exciting, but also very overwhelming. And then when you apply that to life, you're like, it's the same. You can do anything you want. Like, I really, really do believe that. I I listened to an incredible podcast from Mel Robbins yesterday. It was sent to me by a very good friend. It was such a good episode. I think she is just a powerhouse of a woman. And my one of my dream goals in life will be to meet her and also become the UK version of her. Um, I'll watch this space. <laughs> but she was talking about giving up on your dreams and how we as humans and how our brains usually come up with all these thoughts around why we're not going to reach our goals, right? Reach our goals and reach our dreams and reach our desires and why we like convince ourselves that we're not capable of doing these things. And I was like, oh my God. And I really connected with it because I would say I'm a very ambitious person. I have big goals, big dreams, big desires. And I really, really do believe that if you right now have a desire for something, the reason why you have that desire, you have been given it for a purpose. If you have it in your mind, if you can dream it, you can absolutely have it. But it's all the other things that get in the way, our ego, our negative thoughts, our self-doubt, all of those things that stop us fanning the flame of our desires. That was fanning the flame was a Mel Robbins phrase and I'm stealing it because I love it. Um, But really just like the way that we view our goals and dreams and desires. She gave this amazing example of a woman who wanted to be an actress and a comedian and she kept when she she was like at an event and Mel was on the stage like oh my god guys and she was picking people out of the audience and this woman was like I want to be a you know I want to be in LA and and she kept making jokes and Mel got really serious and was like stop joking about your dreams and this girl was like oh sorry like she probably got told off I was if that was me I'd been mortified and she was like why do we do that we all have these coping mechanisms right some people take the mick out of their dreams and laugh at them 
because then if you're already laughing at them and you're already a joke to yourself, then it doesn't matter if you're a joke to other people. Some people talk negatively about them. Some people avoid and deny their desires altogether. Like what version of that are you? What is it that you are denying yourself in life? What desires is it that you are pushing away from ever even being able to materialize into the real world because you have convinced yourself that you are not capable or you are not the person for that or somebody else has already done it? It's so, so common. And I think that so many people do it. And I imagine a lot of the big people, and I say big, and I'm using success in terms of like fame and people that we know, but people that we know who are in the limelight, I bet they have it. Well, we know they have it because people come out in interviews and they're like, I don't think I could do this. or I still don't think I can do this. And our brains are so powerful. They're a little bit sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. But when we think about creating goals, a lot of the time we're not always connected to them. We think we know what we want, but maybe it's society's idea of what we want or your parents' idea of what you want. Or I have a client, I had a client recently who was running a business, but was running it in a way that maybe didn't feel good to her, but she was so scared of failing because she was scared of what her parents would think. And if, you know, the, the vo- and it wasn't that the voice in her head was her parents, it was still her, but she couldn't help but think about the, you know, the shame she'd bring on the family if she failed or what her parents would say. And I'm like, do you want to live your life by what your parents want for you? No. Just as if you had kids, would you want them to live their life by what you would want for them? No. You are your own individual person and really starting to recognise that is so important and really going after what you want. And it was an incredible session because we ended up uncovering what she did really, really want deep down. And we worked through the blocks around why she, why she wasn't going to go after that. And the steps that she could put in place to start to work towards that and how it would make her feel. And it was funny because there was some friction between viewing this version of what her potential, you know, business and life could look like as a failure because it might be a step back. But actually it gives her all the things that she deems a successful life. It gives her freedom and money in her business and the ability to do other things. And the friction between like, um, success and failure they can't coexist right it's one or the other you're either failing or you're succeeding and the thing about failure it ironically and this is the paradox is that it leads you to your successes because you learn so much from them you learn so much from a failure everybody deems failures differently just as everybody deems success differently and really starting to carve out what you believe to be a fail and a success is so important. So important. I remember being in therapy and I said to my therapist, this was like, this was maybe when I was like 25, maybe. This was a couple of years ago. And I, this was before I ran my business. I was working with my old boss. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was just so scared of like, I just didn't know what I wanted for my life, my career and all of those things. And I was scared to set these goals because they felt too big. They felt too scary. And I was scared I was going to fail. And my therapist, she was like, what have you failed at before? And I was like, that is a great question. And what I realized is that because I was quite academic at school, which meant I therefore fitted into society's norms of what intelligence is for schooling, right? Because in school terms, they believe academia to be the thing. They believe that if you can, you know, memorize stuff. And let me tell you, I have got a fucking wonderful memory. Thank you, universe, for 
blessing me with that. So therefore I could pick up a textbook, I could learn something, I could memorize the fuck out of it and I could just recite it in a sit down test. Now, yes, that is a skill, but that is not the only way you are intelligent. But sidetracked from that. So because I was able to fit into those norms within the schooling system, and I also am quite creative. So I did art and I did drama and I did all of those things. There wasn't a lot that I was failing at. I was, you know, I was in the top sets. I was able to pass exams and do my homework and do my coursework quite easily. Um, And therefore what happened was I built this idea up of I don't fail and failure, you know, failure isn't an option. And that's not in like a self-motivating, like keep going, failure isn't an option. It's a way of, I absolutely fucking cannot fail because I don't know what would happen. I might internally combust because throughout school, I only ever succeeded. Now, if we're really honest, I could look back and there'd be loads of times I technically failed within, you know, within school. Times where I don't know, I didn't do certain bits of work right or I didn't understand things or I made choices that didn't suit me or, you know, whatever that is. But I really just focused on, you know, my brain remembered all the times that I had avoided failing or hadn't failed or the way that I viewed failure was different. And what it did is it created this belief and this fear around failure because what happened is I hadn't had a chance to fail and then recover or I hadn't remembered a time where I'd failed and then recovered. So then as I got out into the adult world, and it's so much more than just the schooling system and academic stuff, it's, you know, it's running a business, it's friendships, it's showing up in the world, it's all these things. And I was so scared of like what failure could look like and what that would mean for me. But if I'm, if I have, if I'm in touch with myself, and I am reflective and I trust myself and I allow my emotions to be and I trust that no matter what I'm going to work to my, towards my goals. Is a failure really a failure if you learn something from it? If I trust that I'm always going to recover from it, is it really a failure? And that is the same for you. If you have goals and dreams and desires, but you are scared, you are scared you're going to fail and therefore your subconscious is like, it's easier to not go after what I want because then I don't have to worry about the fear of failure. And instead I can go, I didn't even try it anyway. Is that not more of a failure than trying and it not going the way you had planned, but it instead rooting you and leading you to something else? Is that not just another, um, you know, uh, step on the way to success? And is success not something that is long term? It's not necessarily uh, a destination, but, you know, a journey in which we go along. We're successful at different points in our life and success means different things at different ages. You know, when you're in school and you pass your exams, hey, it was a success, but there are more successes to come and there's more successfulness. Is that a word? Um, And I'm just riffing here. I'm just thinking and I'm pondering about the way that we view our goals and our dreams. And when it comes to financial goals, are you setting yourself goals that you care about and that you really want? If you're saving for a house, is it that you really want it or is it that someone else has told you that you want it? What goals and dreams and desires are you working towards? Because you can have anything you want. If you put your mind to it and you work through the failures and you use them as directions instead of roadblocks, that was good, then surely you're always headed for a successful, happy life if you make those conscious choices around the way that you view yourself and you view your 
failures and the way that you view your goals. But you only do that by getting in touch with yourself and your mindset. And if you use money as a tool to work towards what you want. Money is a tool. So really just asking yourself, what is it that I'm building? What is it that I'm working towards? And how can I use money to get myself there? Now, when setting financial goals, yes, you might say, I want to save 10 grand, but what is it that you're saving for? Yes, you might say, I want to invest X amount every single month, but what is it that you're actually working towards? What are you investing for? What's the end goal? What is the, where, what does success look like and how does saving and investing and money management play into that? And that is the power of understanding what your version of success looks like. Now, this was some insight to my thoughts around fear and failures and dreams and desires and what you should do to go after what you want. So I hope you found this this episode inspiring or thought-provoking and thank you so much for being here and please do share this episode of anybody who you think would find useful and I look forward to I always say I look forward to seeing you on the next episode I don't see you but I see you in my mind have an amazing week and speak to you next